welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. I'm Rudo. AJ is back. Long drive for him today, but he's creeping through. Yeah. Um, long, long, much longer drive yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I got I got home and uh, took a took a quick shower and now you're here. Yeah, I had to I had to wash the stank of Nebraska off of me. <laughs> well, good thing you took the time to take the shower then. I feel like not not a billion bucks, but a fresh off the press ten dollar bill. Hey, that's ten dollars is part of the yacht fund, just like a million bucks. All right. So I tell you. It was it was uh before we get into this, it was great. Uh I stopped at a gas station in Fargo yesterday. And after being in Canada for three weeks, I got accustomed to wearing my mask again everywhere we went. And so the first place that I walked in, uh, I was wearing my mask and a guy called me a pussy. So <laughs> I was like, we're back in the States, baby. Let's go. <laughs> it was, oh, it was good. I, I but no, I actually, I have no hate for Nebraska except for their football team. But <laughs> Nebraska's dope. It, uh, it was, it's, it was good to be, it's good to be, it's good to be back. Honestly, I'm, uh, I won't be here long. I miss, I miss the lady already. It's, it's weird being without her. Um, well, you're going to be busy while you're without her. So I tell you, it's, it's so nice to be back on my battle station setup though. And I, bet. I bet <laughs> I'm, I'm going to enjoy raid this week so much. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So obviously the main topic of today, thank you for the super chat, Jacob. Uh, I don't know if we're going to talk you off the clip, but it is going to, it's going to be a big conversation about Gabe Landeskog being exposed in the expansion draft and uh and what we know about the current situation um it doesn't sound great i love I, yeah is there is the miracle mm. ploy people are saying is this a is this the long con aj or is it just no okay this is let's dispel the uh, the notion right now that this is some sort of sideshow that these two are putting on um so that they can so that they can protect Logan O'Connor. Seems like a lot of work to it's do that. <laughs> a lot of work. Uh you've got the agent pumping one side of the media, you know, the, the the you have a team that doesn't pump the media, a team that just is like whatever will get said will get said. You know, and they're yep. just like Meh. and uh, I I said that I wouldn't be concerned until another team is allowed to talk numbers with him. Another team. First first of all, they got rid of the tampering period and it was like all all pretenses are gone. Like yep. Nick Felino is just signing in Minnesota. This is just a thing that people know. Like shouldn't shouldn't there be some people kind of pissed off? That there was like blatant tampering has clearly happened there. Like, do do we not remember that you're not supposed to talk to free agents? But somehow Nick Felino's like, well, I'm signing in Minnesota. Is he just like telling the wild like, whatever number, it's fine. <laughs> it works. I want to play with my brother, BB. It's all good. Like. Because that, like I said, I wasn't going to be nervous until other teams could start talking numbers. Well, if other teams are just saying "f the rules," well, I'm going to talk numbers whenever the hell I want. That's, you, prob that's problematic, man. And you know that they got rid of the tampering period, and every team was like, "So we're just going to keep doing this anyway, right?" Like, it didn't stop anything. It didn't change anything. It was just a, a change in the in the front facing rules, but. Yeah, not to like. Let's not be naive. Like tampering has always been a thing right that's long before the the existence of free agency. Basically, <laughs> tampering has been going on uh, when it comes to talking to players to get them to sign. But um, uh, this was the the first warning sign. Right? Is yep. Landy is not protected. 
<clears throat> he's not protected um, from the conversations that I've had over the weekend. And obviously a little limited because I've been driving and, yep, you know, although, well, we'll get into this later. Let me just say, I learned a lot about Tupac and Biggie. Uh, in 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 seven hours today. Um, when I in between learning all, a lot the stuff that I didn't know about uh, about their relationship slash rivalry right, in the so, rap world. Yeah, who killed them both? Um, well, now now I have theories. I mean, I had theories <laughs> before, but now I've got theories. Um, no, um, really, like. I, as the week went on, when the Graves deal went down, things felt pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's it, it was like, hey, this is moving in the right direction. This is a move that like they needed to make, but I think that this is a move that expresses also expresses confidence that they probably... Oh, I did. Them. Real politic knows. I did listen to Slow Burn Season 3. <laughs> um... It was a move that I think uh, that that felt like it expressed some sort of internal confidence, even though I don't get their things done. Yeah, I don't necessarily think they were related. There, were, there there's been sure. some people who have hit me up and they've been like, "Well, why did they why did they give Ryan Graves away for nothing and make the defense worse if they aren't even going to use that money on land? Like they needed that money no matter what they yeah. do. It, they needed that cash. Yeah, uh, they were going to lose Graves literally for nothing." On Wednesday, so now they got something for him, and now they're going to lose a different guy. Yeah. Um, whether they, that guy is Landy, we we will see. Um, the conversations I had over the weekend, though, that did not did not make me feel optimistic. But I would also caution people: look, it's the 18th. We have 10 days until free agency opens. Yep. We still have two two full drafts. That will that will help change the, the landscape. landscape of the yep. NHL. Yep. Before this happens, um. So anybody anybody that's writing, you know, Landis got twenty eleven to twenty twenty one tombstone. Uh, putting the end date with the abs there. Um, is it's pretty it's still premature, fam. Don't be all there, in, don't be all out just yet. Yeah. There are still lots of twists and turns here. Um Okay, Jacob, we have to tackle this. <laughs> um they're they're allowed to um to answer Ryan's question here. Are they allowed to still negotiate with Landy? Are they frozen out? They, look, we just talked about how teams are brazenly saying F the tampering period. <laughs> yeah. Uh this is this the, the they're they're talk they're gonna talk, um, yeah. Can we bring up that super chat from Jacob? Sure. Did uh, was it just Suge Knight? <laughs> that was that was my theory going in. Um, that's my theory going out. But I just feel different about is it. it. Is it also Suge Knight telling Landy to sign for nine million? Uh, it's not. But that would be such a Suge thing to do. <laughs> No, uh, to be honest, Suge would be like, ask for 11. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> and if you don't get it, go threaten his family. <laughs> um, I did I did hear uh, that the what Andy Strickland was reporting about the nine to ten million dollar contract numbers being bandied about um, is accurate. I got confirmation that those numbers are accurate, which is it's hard to see how the ads can make that work, man. Okay. Take out the ads in that sentence. How many teams can make it work? Drop for? in every competitive team. And it's I still accurate. Yeah. I don't know that there even, is one. You look at even, so you talk about St. Louis, right? The, the blues as like, we've heard the most smoke with them. Okay. They've got 17 million in cap space. They have seven forwards signed. If yep. their eighth is Landeskog and it's for $9 million, that chews up over half of their cap space. And they have to give uh, raises to both uh, Jordan Kyrou and Robert Thomas. Now, they may not be substantial raises now, 
but you got to feel that you still have to ice a team here. They they still haven't even solved their uh, their Vince Dunn problem either. That'll be that'll be taken care of on Wednesday when uh, when the Kraken just straight take that guy. You think so? No doubt about it. Well, we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, in any case, to your original point, exactly. Uh, unless Landeskog wants to go to a bottom feeder, uh, it it sure seems like it would be a mistake for any competitor for the cup to throw nine million dollars out there for Landeskog. Well, the Islanders just gave away two players. Yep. And they have, while well, it's technically $12 million in cap space, I don't think that counts Boychuk six mil. Correct. So they will have, um, they, they will have the money to do whatever. Are they really going to have a seventh forward making more than $5 million on their books? Not just that, but they need to round out their roster as well. They still need to back up goalie. They still need at least one more defenseman. Well, they need to they need to give Adam Pellick a raise, a guy who yep. received Norris votes this year. Beauvillier is probably going to get a raise as well. Uh, Ryan Pulak is a free agent next year uh, and is in should be in line for a raise of some kind from five million dollars. Yep, uh, they've got work to do. Like, could they, you know, $18 million again, you can, you can make it work probably. Yeah. But, but you, you, they, they put the, that's them being like, okay, well, we don't have any draft picks left, but we'll totally trade you guys, you know, something so that you guys take Jordan Everlay. Yep. But that, I, those are the types of multifaceted moves that it's just not going to be super clear until after Wednesday. Like, yeah, it it's hard to judge as it stands right now. I, any team that made the second round last year, I struggle to see how they can fit Landis Gog today. Wednesday, maybe that's a different story. But yeah. well, and and right now, like Seattle can talk contract with Landis Gog, but they can also give him the eighth year. Yep, and. Would they do that? I mean, would you give just if you're starting a franchise fresh, you've got Gabe Landeskog willing available, to, willing to take an eight by eight. He's an unbelievable human being. Give him the he's the first C. Yeah, instant first captain of your team. He plays out the rest of his career with you. Sure would be enticing from yep. Seattle's side. Yep. Would no. Landy want to do it? I mean, that's the that's the question here, right? But how enticing is it from Seattle side? Genuinely, how enticing is it? I mean, you have a guy that's I, 29 years old. And while we all agree, he's likely to age pretty well and continue to be a valuable player throughout the, the age of that contract. Eight million, eight million dollars is, is a lot of money. It, it is for a guy that's not a franchise a true like franchise player. We've called him the face of the franchise, but that's different than being on he's never, ice. He's never been the best player on the team though. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Because it was Duchesne in his first couple of years and then it's been McKinnon basically. Yeah. I tell you, um uh, no no offense intended here, but I'm not gonna believe this is the real Andy Strickland until that dude DMs us from his Twitter account to our DNVR Avalanche Twitter account. Yeah. You want to you if you want me to believe that that's that's for real and that you want to come on and talk and you want to continue to be taken seriously in our chat. That's what you have to do. Until then, I'm going to assume that this is Zach O'Donnell pretending. <laughs> Probably a safe bet, to be honest. But. Uh... Looking, keep them DMs open though, just in case. Yeah, <laughs> the DMs are open. I'll sit here uh, watching them, but I think looking at at this situation with Landy, it's just—I mean—is he willing to go to a non-contender? I guess that's the question. Because if he's willing to go to a weak team, there are teams. Detroit could sign him tomorrow. Ottawa could sign him tomorrow if they wanted to. What? What? With Landy. 
if you're talking about teams that aren't competitive at the moment. Oh, yes. I mean, he can't sign with those guys yet. Well, right. The freeze is he wouldn't be able to sign this, at the 28th, obviously. But this is this is an important note, and then the super chat from Kerry touches on yeah, this. We'll get um yeah. So should we panic now that Landy not protected and will sign with Seattle or someone else? What do you guys think? Look, I would say be nervous, but right now it's one team. It's Seattle. Yep. He's allowed to sign with Seattle. Now, technically, a team could roll in and make a side deal. And they could talk to they could talk to and they could do blah 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 blah, right? And do a sign and trade. Right. And give Seattle something and Seattle makes that their pick from Colorado. And then that's a lot of work. A team could do it though. If they can get Landy, uh, they can get Landy to agree and blah, blah, blah. Then well, that's, that is a possible thing, but right now it's one team. And if that doesn't happen, if, if Landy is not the guy that they take or they may, they, that that's, that is Seattle's selection. Then once again, call, we're in the same spot. Colorado is the only team. After the expansion draft on Wednesday, Colorado will be the only team yep. that is allowed to sign Landis Cog until the until the twenty eighth when free agency opens up. Correct. I would say be nervous until Wednesday, <laughs> and then when we find out when the expansion draft takes if he's place, gone or not that, at that point, yeah, yeah. If he's still if he's not selected, he's still an Av until the twenty eighth. They can still offer him the ultimate trump card, which is the eighth year until the twenty eighth. They can do eight, and I've been told that they are willing to, to that they that they will explore that as an option. Um, I've also been told that they have uh, made a number of competitive offers yeah. in the seven-year, seven million range That's, that have been flat out rejected. I assume this was attached to this super chat. Thank you, George, who asked exactly that. Does a seven by seven get it done? I've been i I have been told that the Anders Lee deal came into play and um, at the moment is not good enough. When if you're and look, if you're Colorado and you're being told that seven by seven, isn't good enough, you're in a tough spot yeah. because you can't go. It's hard to go higher than that with knowing what you have coming. <laughs> That's a tough, like, I could totally like St. Louis would absolutely offer that seven by seven. Oh yeah. In a heartbeat, you know, uh, they would probably even go to 8 million, but at that point you are asking, you having a legitimate conversation. Is it, it the, can he live up to that deal? Right. It, especially for the abs. It not only, it's not only can Landeskog live up to the deal. If he's asking for 9 million, the conversation at a certain point becomes, well, then it's Landis Gogger McKinnon. Then the Avs are going to choose McKinnon as the better on ice hockey player by a long shot. So at a certain point, it, the Avs hands are tied, right? If he's, if he's firmly in this $9 million range and won't come down, I just don't see how the ads can do it. Agreed. So I also, I mean, look, I know a lot of you guys are asking what happens if he walks. Look, we will on the podcast via articles and all that. We will cross that bridge. If we get there, if he walks, we'll be talking about, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on what could, what they could do if he leaves, because we don't know what that world looks like yet. Did he go to Seattle? Did he go to free agency? Did they make any deals in between then? Who did they lose in expansion? All of these things. We need to get through the first two drafts and and on to next year's slot of picks and prospects and all of that in order to really dig into yeah. what's next. So I know I know a lot of you guys are curious about that as a big thing, but I I don't I don't want to get too I, I really just don't want to address it's, it. We're until not gonna, he's right. actually it, gone. If we try to address it now, it could be wildly inaccurate to to the point of being irrelevant. So that's something that you can react to after it happens. We just 
we're reacting to everything that we know. Another super chat here from Real Politic. How concerned should we be that while we are losing guys, Graves expansion and maybe Landy, Vegas is not. We still have to go through them. Well, right now they're getting set to lose uh, Alec Martinez, and then they're also going to have to figure out their goaltending. They're not going to. Yeah, they're not. They're not running it back with twelve million dollars again. Right. It's not sustainable. <laughs> if they want to do anything this offseason, they have to shed cap still. So yeah, and they're right now they're going to lose Alec Martinez as of right now. Yep. They could still. Um, I haven't. I haven't heard that they've had. Uh, I haven't heard anything about any talks between those two sides. Sure. So I don't know what's going on there. So that's why I'm saying, as of right now, you know, for if. If I'm a betting man, is that not the perfect landing spot for Ryan Suter? It sure seems like it would be an easy swap into that spot. But that's just that's just me saying, boy, that makes all the sense in the world. Colorado still doesn't really totally make a ton of sense if the team is planning on having EJ available. If they're not, he makes Ryan Suter and Colorado still makes short-term sense. Yeah. And only short. God, I could only stress only short-term sense. But um, anyway. By, by short-term, he means one year and one year only. <laughs> uh, one more super chat here from Jacob. In today's sports, you would you either give up some money to play for a championship or get paid to play in mediocrity? You can't really have both. Uh, I don't know that that's that true either. Yeah, I don't think I agree necessarily. I will that. I will say, though, you look at the highest paid players in the league and not a whole lot of them went deep into the postseason. This year. Yeah, correct. Right. It, I, I think it can vary a little bit, but it's hard to... I will agree in saying that it is hard to get paid by a team that's already competitive, right? When you're talking about Landeskog's situation, he's asking for $9 million to also go to a contender, if that's the case. That's a hard sell for a lot of contenders right now, especially in the NHL, because the NHL is in a very weird spot where their cap is flat. And teams just don't have the money. They don't have the expanding cap to rely on to create the space for themselves. Yeah. But any chance the abs pay a little more for Landy uh, than extend Mac super early for say 10 million, but give him that signing bonus now to entice him. I'll tell you, Mac ain't signing for 10. It's going to be more than that. But (laughs) what does super early mean? The abs aren't allowed to give McKinnon a new deal until next year at the earliest. Yep. They, and and the way that bonus money works in the NHL, that's like salary structure stuff. Yeah, all so all cap stuff in the NHL is based on annual value. It, yeah, it, you can't. The funniness with dollars every year is just purely what you're paying the player. It has nothing to do with the cap. It correct. Um. Pin King says Ovechkin is exposed as well. Landy is staying. See, the thing about Ovechkin is he said he's going to play in Washington or go to Russia. So it's a little well, bit. Well, it's the same thing as like Tuka Rask, right? And he said yeah. it's Boston or it's nowhere. That's right. A, look, it, don't we all think that this would be a little bit different if uh, Gabe Landeskog came out tomorrow and said it's Colorado or nowhere? Yeah, I think everyone would take a deep breath and go, we're chilling. But. <laughs> But Landy hasn't said that. The only thing Landy is on record saying is that he's disappointed it's taken this long. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about the Avs cap overage? They have one. It's one point seven million. Yep. That Check. is what it is. Done. Yep. <laughs> Next. Yeah. It's not uh, based on the bonuses that they got. Like, like Alex Newhook had like what was it like thirty grand in yeah, some small in games sum. played bonuses yeah. and then. Uh, Pretty much the rest of that is Makar just being dope. Being a Norris finalist. Yeah. <laughs> and like finishing like top 10 among defensemen and this and this and this and top this. Top four and everything on the team for defensemen. Yeah. So, uh, what's the logic behind exposing Landy? He's not signed and the deal's not done. <laughs> and it pretty much, 
it, it pretty much guarantees that unless they lose Landy, um, they will lose comfort on Skoy. Yeah, just as we can kind of transition into the other topic we want to get to today, here is the official Avs protected list. Uh, McKinnon, Ranton, and Burkowski, Kadri, Natushkin, Jost, and then O'Connor taking the last spot for the forwards. Defense, goaltending, obvious choices are obvious there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being Landeskog, Donskoy, and Comfer, the three big exposed forwards, essentially. Uh, you assume one of those three is very likely getting taken unless they just want to take no money from the Avs, and then you know it'll be someone like McDonald or something, but... You know, I, I think again, I've said this in the past. If Seattle wants to do something stupid and take Jacob McDonald, then that's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> then that's one less player that Colorado has to worry about replacing. Yep. Because right now they're going to be hard pressed to replace Jonas Donskoy, especially if they keep Landy. They're going to be really hard placed to they're hard pressed to to do that. Yeah. Replacing Jonas Donskoy is going to be tough. Um, and he's the guy that I think is in the crosshairs. Yep. I think it's although as well. I, it's still early, but I would say I don't necessarily think that Jonas Donskoy is a Kraken. I think he's the guy that they are likely to lose, but I don't know that he's the guy likely to stay. Flippy flips going on there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just did. If you're, if you're a team that really needs middle six scoring of some kind, um, you know, yeah, may, maybe, I mean, Seattle needs scoring of, all kinds right now. So <laughs> they, he obviously has value yeah, to them. Seattle also likely wants a lot of picks. So, yeah. Well, um, is there a world where the abs pay Seattle to take EJ and his money? Uh, I think that probably died when Ron Francis came out and said, our most valuable asset is cap space. Yeah. Um, That wasn't encouraging. Taking on six million's not going to come easy at that point. That that sounded like a straight vulture where he was like, I'll take Eric Johnson if you give me two first round picks and Connor Timmons. (laughs) And And that's a hang up the phone after that. Just as man, six million. Jeez. That is is tough. (laughs) The hard pass. Hard pass. Yeah. I think that's, that's tough. That's, that's rough. Um, but that's purely me speculating that Ron Francis is trying to straight up gut teams, and I feel confident about that. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think there's any doubt about that fact. Yeah, one thing I definitely didn't feel confident about uh, was those protection lists that I spent a ton of time doing, and I've been <laughs> I've been slowly because I didn't get to see very many of them yeah. uh, until I got home just a few just a little while ago. Uh, so I haven't even gone through all of them, but I got a couple of teams right, and that made me feel good. Well, like I got Winnipeg's correct, I got like Calgary's correct. I was like, yeah, sweet, 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 sweet. We're gonna we're gonna go through the Central Division on today's show. So show, should we just start there? Should we start with your uh, your prime glory and nailing Winnipeg, AJ? Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean the the seven forwards were easy, pretty easy. The goaltender was easy, and two of the defensemen were easy. Yep. Uh, it was just, it was just uh, Logan Stanley or Dylan Demello, and I correctly guessed that they would go with the young guy. So is that is that your flip side to this as well? Just refresh my memory. Is this a take Demello and and walk away for Seattle? Um, they're they yeah. Well, I I think so. Yeah. Okay. I would take I. Look, you and you know, we are doing a mock draft on Tuesday. So um, I imagine you and I will probably sit down tomorrow and seriously dig Actually into this and try and all of the available people and build time. multiple rosters to try and figure out the with. best one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Dylan on, on paper, Dylan DeMello in a vacuum would be the best pick there. But after that, Appleton would be the other guy that I would strongly look at um, right. as a as a good depth, as a good depth guy that I like, who's going to be cheap. Okay, let's uh, let's go to. I'm assuming this has to be the weirdest protection list in the league, right? In Nashville, uh, they protected five defensemen, 
three forwards, including whatever yeah. a Tanner Janot is. Yeah, two real forwards, and then a witness protection program person. <laughs> and then Asaros and Net obviously makes sense, but the forwards also were Forsberg and Kunin, and then they protected Carrier, Ekholm, <laughs> Fabro, Yossi, and Myers. First of all, defense. they gave they they led up to this by giving away Ryan Ellis, right? And like. <laughs> I really like Phil Myers as a defenseman. I really like Phil Myers. I would also like to give a shout out to Katie uh, if she's watching. The- oh, she's right there. Myers. Hey, <laughs> what's up, Katie? I felt awful for her when I saw this news because that's the world's biggest Phil Myers fan that's not related to, to Phil Myers. Um, but it was, I like, I really like him as a defenseman. He's a good, young, second pairing defenseman. He's not Ryan Ellis. <laughs> but you're talking about freaking Ryan Ellis. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and then, and then, like, oh, hey, you also got Nolan Patrick. Hey, that's a really smart upside play. You flipped him one for one for Cody Cloud. What? What? <laughs> what? Are you high? Have Probably. you watched either one of them in the NHL before? I know I know David Poyle got hit in the head with a puck a few years ago and it gave and it gave him some vision problems. Has he not gotten better? <laughs> what? I I got to the gas station <laughs> in Fargo right before I got called a pussy. <laughs> And that news broke, and I it, it that news broke, and then broke me because I couldn't understand. Dude, I I've heard uh, I've heard some some sentiment from from Z that when the news started breaking, you desperately needed your Twitter account back to to let out the madness. <laughs> so like people started like hitting hitting her up and being like, "What does AJ think of all this?" And I was. <laughs> I was like, I should just give you like a stream of consciousness on all of these moves because what? (laughs) I have like, first of all, the response from the race car driver, Ryan Ellis on Twitter was hilarious (laughs) because he said, trade me back. And that was very funny. Uh, Second of all, Chuck Fletcher's like an all right GM. But that was like grand larceny. Like that's <laughs> that's how you get put I, on a "don't call again" list. Like... I genuinely don't know. You know, where's my where's my phone? Oh god, here we go, here we go. This is what if I was if I was David Poyle. This is what it would look like. Oh no! Did you delete it? No, my whole my whole page of spam is gone. Uh oh, it's over. Yeah, I had a whole page where it was just potential spam because it was the Canadian government calling me. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that you can wear cowboy boots all the time. Sorry, Nolan. I don't know. That would be awesome. Never tie his shoes again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. This is it. That this, this top okay. number. This I'm top sure number is be. also spam, but lots of spam going on there. <laughs> that is what my that is what I would be doing to Chuck Fletcher's number. <laughs> I would be putting, I would change his name to potential spam after he fleeced me that badly. <laughs> I would be doing that because that, that was, I don't understand. Can we put that protection list up again? Yes, happily. Uh, if I can find it, there we go. What is this monstrosity? <laughs> For the record, this exposes Matt Duchesne. This exposes Ryan Johansson. This exposes Callie Yarncroke. This exposes Rocco Grimaldi. Abs killer Colton Sissons. Colton Sissons. Yakov Trenin. There are seven 
forwards that meet the exposure requirement that Nashville is exposing. Connor Ingram. <laughs> he still wants Connor Ingram. Connor Ingram, baby. Does. Of course he does. What am I doing? Taking taking Matt Duchesne's money? That's true. Ryan Johansson's money? <laughs> If he's so dead set on salary cap being important, he ain't touching that. I know, I know, I know. I just got back into Denver, but I'm not that high. Not yet. No, at least. no. I would be intrigued by Cali Yarncrook, my man. Uh, yeah. See, but Nolan Patrick plays hockey, so he has to tie his skates eventually. Chat. Yeah. Okay. I like Andrews. Why, why bother protecting anyone? Just submit a blank list. <laughs> take somebody. We don't care. Well, that's where they would be like, okay, well, we'll take Philip Forsberg. And that's one of like three players that the, the Preds are actually yeah. like, no, don't do that. I mean, Roman Yossi did just win a Norris two years ago. Yeah, well, and UC Saros is also coming off a great year. Yeah. He's, he's pretty young. So <laughs> true enough. Uh Moving, move on to the uh, one of the potential Landeskog quarters here. Uh, the St. Louis Blues, obviously Bennington and that Falk, Krug, and Pareko on the defensive side. Then for forwards, they have Barbashev, Kairou, O'Reilly, Perron, Shen, Sunquist, and Thomas. St. Louis exposing in the wake of this Tarasenko. No big surprise there with all the rumors swirling around him. Uh, Schwartz is a UFA, also somewhat expected there. Um, as far as signed guys, they have uh, Mackenzie McEachern and Kyle Clifford, as well as Sammy Blay out there. I think there's only two real options here. You take the chance on Tarasenko, because it's only two years. Uh, you take Ben Stump. Yeah, I, I think... It's hard to say no to Vince Dunn, man. 24, he's an RFA. Yes, he's due for a raise. Yes, you're going to have to sign him, even with the down year that he had. But, again, <laughs> in a vacuum, I would pick Vince Dunn. But you have to go back and look and see what the defense this team can build. And then AJ's cracking up at some comment that I'm sure I haven't bit, seen. bit shocking they protected Jordan Bennington, to be honest. <laughs> yes, but also no. Um, and again, like this is a team like Sammy Play, um, Zach Sanford, like these are like decent yeah, like right. depth guys, but the problem is, is that every team has at least one decent depth guy. Right. And um, not every team is exposing an upside as good as Tarasenko. Right. Or a twenty four year old defenseman with some really good underlyings early in his career in Vince Dunn. Yep. Uh, so I think uh, for me, me personally, just how I build a team, I'm Vince Dunn is one of my six for sure that I take and keep on defense. I mean, I and, mean, and I plan to play him. I personally would be in love with taking Tarasenko, but I, I if I'm I Seattle, I agree with you. I think Vince Dunn is probably the better move. Like if you and I were running Seattle and we were co-GMs, we would probably have to flip a coin on this one because I I would say, look, if, if you wanted to take Tarasenko, I wouldn't feel like that's the wrong move. Sure. And I don't think you would feel like taking Dunn is the wrong move either. Exactly. It would be one where it's like we both are going to we're going to feel good about the player that we take here. I think I just I think, think one of them is doing St. Louis a huge solid because if they yeah. take Tarasenko, they've got all the Landy money. they right. need. <laughs> exactly. And signing Landy gets a lot easier if, if Tarasenko is just off their books for nothing. But um, yeah, that yeah, definitely Colin, an interesting one. Colin with a great, with a great idea that they take Tarasenko and then they just offer up to retain 50%. Look again, it's just two years. And would, how would you feel about taking on, Let's say Landy does leave. Yeah. And Tarasenko at 375 all day, baby. All day. That's a that's a chance you take. That shiny new second round pick they just got. Just shit, dude. Even <laughs> if even you know, we're still trying to get rid of this year's picks. Like <laughs> yeah. we're so behind on draft coverage. Please <laughs> trade <Right>. these things. <laughs> we tried so hard to talk about the NHL draft last week and, and we then, just couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, it was just the NHL was like, nah. 
There's too we, much news. We we do we do a show with Will on Monday where we're like, great, this will kind of kick it all off, and we'll spend yeah. all week talking about it. Don't bring it up again the rest of the week because we can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's that would be like a great idea. Like that's like that's a great Plan B pivot. And to be honest with you, even if they sign Landy, that's a pretty good replace sod Plan B pivot. Yes, I, at half price, definitely yes. Like you replace Donskoy. By re- by by going out and getting a half price Tarasenko, you give up a first round pick or whatever. Like that's a super interesting idea. I agree. Even if even if they just retain like say two million, it's, that's still you're still paying five and a half for them. Then yeah, yeah I'd, I'd still do it for sure. Yeah. And ownership will love it because I if I'm, I actually should check this before I say this, but I think <laughs> I, I think the actual cash is less than that. Yeah, I believe you're correct actually on that. Uh, I think it's, it's, and I think it goes down at the end of the deal, right? Oh yeah, it's actually super not. His cash this year is a nine and a half, and then oh. next year is five and a half. Okay, so it's it's next year that it goes down. Yeah, then. yeah. All right, great. His his cash setup is all over the place. I believe it. Two years of eight, and then seven, seven, nine, five, 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 nine, five, five, five. What yeah, is that's that? that's the all right. This is where the lockouts might happen. Contract is what. Well, that you is. would you would think if it was with that, it would be in signing bonuses instead, or yeah, in signing bonuses because then that's buyout proof. That's true, but they may not. We weren't. They, the teams weren't really doing the buyout proof deals back in twenty fifteen because that was right after the other lockout. Any, anyway, um, like we were like, we're not going to talk about Landis Scott replacement. And it then just happened, like, okay? Let's talk about Vlad Tarasenko. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You and I both love the player, yep. even even understanding that he could be a, a forever grenade. shell of yep. himself. Yep, definitely um, could be. Yeah, but that's St. Louis is kind of in an interesting spot there. Yep. Uh, let's go to Dallas next. They decided to protect Kudobin. Uh, first of all, when they when they got Bishop to wave, I mean that was the yep knew it was coming at that point. Yeah, exactly. Defense: the freshly new contracted Miro Haskinen, and then Klingberg and Lindell. The forwards: Ben Fox, Agrianov, Hintz, Pavelski, Radulov, and Sagan. Uh, for Dallas, that leaves exposed on the defensive side, essentially nothing. Uh, on the, I guess, I don't, I don't know, if you really want to take something crazy, you could take a UFA like Alexiak or Batnin or something, but on the forward side, that leaves our old friend Blake Como, Tanner Caro, some RFAs like Masherin or something like that, or I guess Cogliano's a UFA too. Not a not a super interesting team. Yeah, and uh, uh, La Esperance is a guy that's gotten some some games with them. True. Um, if I s- r- saw this correctly, I thought uh, Nick Camano, I thought, got a deal. Uh, not according to Cap Fred. Oh, no, but... it was a guy from Minnesota that got a deal. Okay. Who has... Uh... I, I don't know. Oh, it was it was Cremoroso that I was thinking of. Anyway, um, yeah, their trade of Dickinson took uh, took yep. away any the most interesting guy. Basically, that was that was the guy that I had ticketed and said Dickinson. This is it. This is the guy. And they were like, "We also recognize that, and he's got to go." Yeah, I wonder. Um, maybe you just take like a Julius Honka to be like an AHL guy for you or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, with 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 Honka, there's, you know, is he ever going to live up to that potential? Probably right, not. Right. Um, and really, I think, um, I think, I think um, Bishop would have to be in the conversation for sure. Of yeah. Some interest here. They would really need. Medicals, clean they bills would, of health, yeah. And stuff. yeah, for sure. They would have to know what's going on. Yep, definitely. Um, otherwise, otherwise, you're like kind of stuck with like this is probably a free agent team, you know? Like you could like Yolo a Colton Point or something, maybe. I don't know. Like, would you take Sakara and try and flip him somewhere else? Like, 
No, I would not touch the care. <laughs> well, and like you would do, you would only take him because a team has already agreed to take sure. him off your hands. It, yeah, if you, you, you won't take sure. him and get stuck with him because at that point you would just take yeah, whatever I, UFA. Sure, and not sign I, I, I'd throw the at everyone out in the Slack channel and be like, anybody wants the Kara in the yeah. GM chat? <laughs> like, yeah, every like every like twenty minutes yeah. like, when nobody responds and. Finally, Steve Eiserman's like, knock it off, and then bullies you, and you're like, okay, sorry. We won't we won't mess with him. Fine. Next guy on their list. <laughs> All right. Next up, we're moving on to the Minnesota Wild. Uh nothing nothing too insane here. They're they're Biggest mm-hmm. part is dealing with Kaprizov at the moment, it feels <laughs> like. But they're protecting Talbot, Talbot in the net, so didn't try oh. crazy with Kakinen. Yeah. I haven't seen this list yet. They protected Nico Sturm over Nick Bugstad. There you Correct. go. Done. Yep. Nick Bugstad's my guy. You're taking Bugstad for the center. Yeah. Just for the record, I can't stand Carson Susie, but analytically, I would understand why they would take him. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, the production yeah. list defensively: Brodine, Dumba, Spurgeon, Eriksson, Fiala, Felino, Greenway, Hartman, Sturm, and Zuccarello on the forward side. Yeah, and uh, Kakinen and Net would also be a guy that I think. Yeah, is I, I think Kakinen might be more interesting, honestly. But Bukestad, Susie, Kakinen, pick your poison. It should be a, a fun one for uh, Seattle to. I guess this is one of the teams they can be flexible with, right? Put Minnesota at the bottom of the list and say, "Hey, look, we can get Kakinen. Hey, look, we can get." Uh, yeah, that's true. They, yeah. they, you could feel comfortable taking a player from all three levels here. Yep. So that's a good point there that they should they should try and build their team out and then be like, "What do we have left over?" and then use Minnesota to do that. Yep. Exactly. That's a that's a smart approach. Sometimes I turn my brain on. Not often. Sometimes. <laughs> Chicago. Don't waste. Don't waste your humility on this pod. Flex on it. <laughs> Holy I, shit! Is this list real? This is this is a real list, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the what is this list? Kevin Lankin and protected in net. That defense they have protected is Caleb Jones, Riley Stillman, and Connor Murphy. Uh, the forwards are Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, Dylan Strom, David Kampf, Brandon Hagel, Alex DeBrincat, and Henrik Borgstrom, exposing players like Calvin DeHaan, Nikita Zadorov, uh, Ryan Carpenter, Brett Connolly. Oh, for me, this is Adam Goddard. You think you're all over Adam Goddard? I really like Goddard. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I really like him. So. Uh, Dave's Dave's has an NMC. Correct. So. Has to be protected. Um, and I don't know that he made their injury exempt list when they made that list. I don't no. remember. I don't remember who those 18 players were, but know. almost, Oh, it was like 13 of those 18 were guys who were retired. Yep. So very I mean, few active players. I, made be- that list. I believe at that point, Taze had already announced his intent to return next season. So, or at least he was going to try. But we'll yeah. see. Uh, I don't really like Calvin DeHaan at one year. Not great. Yeah. Eh. He's just too too beat up. Um, yeah. And then obviously like Zadorov is like the juicy bait there, right? Where you're like, mm, he's 26. Mm, he's got like 300 games played in the NHL already, and he's big. He can hit people. Yeah, yeah like it's just like, uh, dude. Imagine like turning Brandon Sod into expansion draft bait. <laughs> well, imagine turning Brandon Sod into an ex- to to a UFA that leaves you. I mean, fair enough, but <laughs> don't have to imagine that one, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Like Z, Z would be fine. I, I don't know. Like we've heard some crazy contract stuff, um, about what Zadorov might be looking for. What I don't do you know why time he's gone down that road. Yeah, but I will say, given what Ron Francis did in Carolina, I would understand the appeal. 
that in his that in his prime, Zadorov, twenty six years old, with the attributes that he has, you can kind of you can kind of build around him there to 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 put him in a position where he only has to do the things he's good at. Sure. Um. So I think that that's if they if they went that route. I mean, I for me this is Goddad, but I really like Goddad. So. Yo, this tier complexity has been the worst group by a good bit. Echo has been significantly better through Sanctum so far. Have they been better? Because they've been really cheesy. The so and it's yeah. like it's like is it cheesy? Is it effective? You're in a race here, right? Like it's, I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. I, regardless of the the KT cheese, I do think they were significantly better on Painsmith, but. Before oh, there, well, there's no doubt about that. But limit also is like done work on the other bosses. True, true. Uh, and I did not see their KT kill, so I don't, I don't know what that looks like. And I haven't watched any Windrunner. Or... Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen they, limit's KT kill. I told you, I saw echoes as it happened. Yeah, the once Echo did the cheese, limit just said, "Okay, we're doing the cheese." Oh, that's really disappointing. But I can yeah. also understand why they did it. Yep. Um, and yeah, okay. before we lose the rest of our audience, st- stop talking about that and round out the central with their uh, their newest member, the team with no picks. Oh yeah, what did Arizona's list look like? Uh, this is their wow, list. Wow, they really did Kyle Capo Bianco, huh? That's yep. so dumb. Capo Bianco, Chikrin, and OBL on defense. Kemper in the net. Kraus, Dvorak, Garland, Keller, Kessel, Larson, and Schmaltz for the That's forwards. Oh, this is Christian Fisher all the way. Yeah. Okay. Done. I know yeah. who I'm taking in our in our mock draft. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yep. 24-year-old winger. Slam it's, dunk. E- it's either that or I'm taking Andrew Ladd. Please don't. Come on, I'm doing it. All right, that that I I am vetoing that as your co GM. <laughs> Fine. Even even if they want to give you something for it, I'm vetoing that. How many how many more picks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I this dude this dude and I are vibing tonight. These, <laughs> these teams are bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, Christian Christian Fisher is probably where I go here. I. I I mean, Christian, Christian Pitcher, Christian Fisher, or Tyler Pitlick. I'm taking Fisher over Pitlick. I think me too, purely because one's 24 years yep, old. Exactly. So RFA, you have control. They're young. Yeah. And then, like, no offense to Michael Bunting's really fun, like, 20 games to end <laughs> the season or whatever, but um, I'll take the chance on Christian Fisher. Yeah. And I'm not even, that's not even like me being like, oh, he was a former top pick. I'm going to dream on him. It's not even like that. It's just like who he is currently as an NHL player yep. would be fine. He will fit into your lineup somewhere. <laughs> yeah. For a million dollars at 24 years old. Easy. Yeah, it's fine. All right. So that is the central. The um, central. Were there any uh, big surprises around the league that I, you noticed? I haven't looked super closely at a lot of the East Coast teams, so the one the one surprise that I saw out east that really got me was uh Daniel Sprong protected over Connor Sheary. Mm. I didn't see that one coming. All right. That is a little weird, but I didn't see that one coming. Um uh, yeah, I mean I, I guess it's same kind of thing. Sprong's only 24, but. Yeah, but I mean, he's not, he's not very good. Yeah, I, I hear you. I like that. I like that Toronto went and got Jared McCann just to expose him. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was weird. So that it was like, <laughs> so that it was like McCann or Kerfoot, you can only take one. Which one is it? Okay. So, I like, I, I, because before before they got McCann, it was like, well, they're taking Kerfoot. Yeah, just take this Kerfoot, is, right? What the? What this is easy, and now it's like, which one? Um, yeah, I guess Domi. I guess Domi's not considered a surprise because we found out a day or two before that they were going to expose him. Yeah, again, just take him. <laughs> Don't make it complicated. Yeah. Did Carolina protect Geeky? Oh, they didn't. 
<laughs> All right. AJ, keep your hype. We got to do a show about this tomorrow. You got to save it a little bit. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Look at that Carolina list. Need a writer? Geeky? And Jake Bean? Save it. You got to save it for tomorrow, AJ. You got you to gotta hold on to it for at least like 12 hours. <laughs> I am a big Morgan Geeky fan, so that's the... That's the only reason uh, I'm yeah. So um, I saw the carry price thing. And before we get out of here, I just, I just want to say, I just want to say that I think it is incredible <laughs> that two players who were just in the Stanley cup finals, like uh, what, two weeks ago. Yep. Are suddenly their careers are in doubt. Yep. And it's like helping them. It's like helping the Habs protect. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, because I've been saying for a year they're going to lose Jake Allen. Well, now they're like, oh, well, we're going to expose Carey Price. And, well, his career is in doubt now. He may he may not be healthy ever again. Okay? <laughs> so take him at your own risk, stupid Ron Francis. Whatever and it's you like, do, just don't look at his playoff stats from, from this past two weeks. Just don't look. All right. And it's like, mm, Shea Weber, it's like, oh, yeah, he's already out all of next year. So we're going to expose him because he'll be hurt next year. He's already <laughs> out. They, like, took what Tampa Bay did, and they were like, let's kick this motherfucker into overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, if I'm, dude, if I'm Seattle, I'm seriously looking at Carey Price, and I'm just like, you know. Maybe maybe you just do it, man. I mean, five years, ten and a half million dollars, it's a shitload of money yo, for what, a goal for a thirty-three year old goalie. Take carry price, retain half, five and a half million dollar carry price for the world from some team. From Colorado. Don't pay yeah. Philip Grubauer. Just give four firsts to Seattle for five and a half million dollar carry price. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not even like Carey for like like take Shea Weber and just be like suck it. Like <laughs> take Shea Weber, retain two million dollars, and flip him somewhere else. Just just <laughs> right. Just to be like, we called your bluff, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I think that I don't know. This is why I can't be a GM. I'd be a, I'd be a petty asshole about it. <laughs> teams would stop answering my phone calls. I would get. I would get. The, I would be the guy that becomes potential spam. <laughs> AJ potential spam Hayfley. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. We do got to get out of here for the evening, though, chat. We'll have more protectionless madness for you tomorrow at our normal time of 1 p.m. Uh, Tune in for all of that. We're going to have mock drafts. We're going to have the actual expansion draft show on Wednesday live watching along. Come vibe with us as we make fun of all the dumb GMs in the league when they do dumb stuff. Uh, should be fun. And then we'll have our, our actual proper show after the expansion draft is over. So, Yeah, and then uh, uh, let's start planning for Be a GM show on the 26th yep. next Monday. Before um, I would say start preparing your submissions starting on the 22nd, starting on Thursday. I don't want people sending me expansion draft crap. We will get to the other side of expansion and then you guys can go ham with the draft and stuff. Like let's, let's do that. Sounds perfect to me. Thank you everyone for <laughs> watching <laughs> my all troll draft roster. <laughs> Uh, that one I should make one of those just for fun. Um, I saw, I saw Jay Fresh made a using his roster builder made a, a worst roster he could possibly put together. Um, did not have an Av player on it, so I'm assuming he just took a UFA and let him go. And it was like a 36 point team. <laughs> uh, it was it was so funny. Pretty bad. <laughs> In any case. Uh, yeah, we'll be back Monday, 1 p.m. Appreciate all y'all, however you consume the pod. And we will talk to you all tomorrow.